1116 SEN, Sunday Night Sports Central with Brett Phillips. 19 to 10 on 1116 SEN, little cameo Sunday Sports Central on a Sunday night to wrap up a big weekend of sport. The first serve, talking the world of tennis, coming up after 10 o'clock as we preview the men's final. Rafael Nadal and Stan Vavrinka uh, coming up in about an hour and 19 minutes time. Uh, the NBA Finals, not done and dusted just yet. Golden State have been dominant, but Cleveland, so we've had enough of that. Game four, they turned up and put on a pretty good display. Can it carry on? Could we go right down to the wire and have an unbelievable NBA Finals series? Luke Sakari is going to tell us all about it. Part of our SEN America team. You can check out the SEN NBA podcast each week. Luke, are they going to breathe some genuine life into this series, the Cavs, or um, Golden State just going to uh, rectify things and win this series? Well, we hope they can breathe some life into it, BP, because for the most part, we've had a pretty dull and uninspiring playoff series. But I think if we saw anything in Game 4 from the Cavaliers, it's that to beat this Golden State team, you almost have to play at a historic level. I mean, you look at the Game 4 numbers, 49 points in the first quarter, most in finals history, 86 points in the first half, most in playoff history, and, 20 for, and 24 excuse me, three-pointers, the most in a finals game beating a record that Golden State actually set earlier in this series. So it just shows this Golden State team has so many weapons that to beat them, you have to be historic. But unfortunately for the Cavs, BP, Mm. I think this game came one game too late. This is the game they had to play in game three. Now, we all know they came back from 3-1 down last year, so it's the exact same situation. But A, Golden State didn't have Kevin Durant last year. Yep. And B, they're coming back from 3-0 down, not 3-1 down. Of course, no NBA team has ever come back from 3-0 down in history. And going up against a Golden State team, which is probably one of the greatest teams we've ever seen assembled, it's highly, unlike, it's highly unlikely Cleveland get it done. But hey, at least now we actually have a series and we know Golden State isn't exactly unbeatable like we all thought they were. You mentioned Luke Kevin Duranam, and he is certainly stepping up on the big stage. And speaking of a man who just loves the big stage, and that's uh, LeBron James, who's having another unbelievable series. Oh, he's been absolutely sensational, BP. I mean, game four, 31 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds, a triple double. His ninth triple double in his finals career, most in history, surpasses Magic Johnson. So it just goes to show that he, he just, no matter how old he gets and how many minutes he plays, when it's on the big stage, he just elevates his game to another level. Something interesting about Game 4, as I mentioned, that 49-point first quarter, most in finals history. But in Game 4 in the first quarter, only eight of those points came from LeBron, and he had six assists. So he was out there trying to get his teammates involved, getting J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, getting these guys easy shots and giving them confidence. Because if they've seen anything in this series where LeBron is averaging a triple-double, but when he goes to the bench, the Cavaliers seem to lose all sense of direction. It's almost like when he comes off, they lose. He, the whole team revolves around him. Everything that they do on the offensive and defensive end stems from LeBron. When he comes off, they lose that source. And it almost breeds a certain confidence into Golden State, where they say, hey, look, LeBron's off. Now let's make a run. I mean, you saw it in Game 3. I'm pretty sure in Game 3, LeBron was off for two minutes. And in those two minutes, Cleveland got outscored by 12 points. Mm. Goes to show, this Golden State team, they can hurt you in such a short amount of time that Cleveland, as crazy as it sounds, they almost have to play LeBron 48 minutes. And yep. Ty Lue has to find a way 
to use this timeout strategically to find LeBron a minute, a minute or two of rest here and there because when he comes off, they turn to an absolute shambles, which is strange because they still have two all-stars with Love and Irving. But as soon as James comes off, we've seen them just fall apart. And in, when you're in a position now where you have to win every game from here on out, you can't afford these little um, concentration lapses against a team that's as deadly as Golden State. Indeed. Just on Game 4, just Luke, explain to our listeners who might have missed it, a little bit of confusion surrounding Draymond Green's technical fouls, uh, which I suppose was a little bit embarrassing for the NBA and, uh, and the refs. Yeah, it, it was embarrassing for the rest in the NBA, BP. But in a way, I am a, I'll explain the situation first, actually. So Draymond Green, of course, is no stranger to technical fouls. Um, of course, he's had a long history of it. He tends to overreact to foul calls. When he gets caught for a foul, he'll throw his arms up or he'll run away, run in the opposite direction of the refs. All these little things that the NBA deems a bit disrespectful and usually get technical fouls for it. So in the first half, he was caught for a foul and he reacted a bit outlandish as he usually does. The refs scored a technical. So the scorer's table, they scored that as a technical foul on Draymond Green. In, at the halftime, the official box score that the media and the scorer's table received that had Draymond Green with a technical foul. Mm-hmm. Now, in the second half, he did pretty much the exact same thing. But another technical foul, of course, two techs and you get ejected. So initially, we all thought Draymond Green was going to get ejected. But then the refs gathered and they went to the scorer's table and they deemed that that first half technical foul was actually on Steve Kerr. Right. There was a miscommunication between the, the referees and the scoring table yep. where the the referee said it's on Steve Kerr. Scorer's table put it down as Draymond Green. So Draymond Green could actually stay in the game. Now, after the game, uh, Mike Callahan, the lead official of that game, he took full responsibility for the miscommunication. But it was a pretty bad look because it created this really bizarre situation that I've never seen in a basketball game, let alone an NBA Finals game of that magnitude mm. in that moment. Of course, Draymond Green got ejected and suspended in Finals games last year. Yep. So it's nothing new for him. But in a weird way, a lot of people have said this final series has been boring because it's had an inevitable finish to it. This creates a talking point or a little moment where people can look back on it and say, hey, remember that game four when that technical foul situation happened? At least the NBA now says, hey, we've got a talking point. We've got a moment from these finals can maybe just lead out that boring narrative that we've created so far. Interesting set of circumstances, to say the least. Game five, what's going to be the key here? Can uh, can the Cavs back it up? I think we're looking at what that Tuesday morning, our time? Yeah, Tuesday, 11am, back in Golden State at Oracle Arena, which we know is going to be rocking as it always is. And I take a look at this game, BP, and I think to myself, Cleveland have to come out aggressive, and they've got to punch Golden State in the mouth first, exactly like they did in game four. Because I feel like if they do that, a mental aspect will play a part for Golden State where they'll feel, hey, we've been in this situation before. It's very one. A mental aspect has to play a part if Cleveland come out the aggressive, get Golden State on the back foot. We've seen anything with Golden State, and this was highlighted in Game 4. They do pout when things don't go their way. They have pretty bad body language for a team that's that good. They start to almost not go into their shells, but they start to shrug their shoulders. They start looking at each other, almost passing blame and responsibility on each other, which you can get them to do if you jump on them early. That's what Cleveland has to do. Another key for the Cavs, Tristan Thompson. He set the tone in game four. He had four offensive rebounds, and his defensive energy was, was nothing. It was huge. He's a type of guy where you get him under the boards, he's a fighter, something Cleveland hasn't had a lot of this year. You get him to do that. 
He sets the tone and he can get under their skin, which we saw in game five. For Golden State, honestly, it's still what they did in the first two games. Just run and run and run Cleveland off the court. Cleveland are older and slower than Golden State. They usually can't keep up with their offensive firepower. If Golden State plays like we all think they do, or at least at 90%, they look, they honestly should win. Another key, another key excuse me, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson. In game three, he had 16 points in the first quarter. And in the first three games, he helped shut down Kyrie Irving. Game four, Clay Thompson didn't shoot the ball well. Kyrie Irving went off. He's a key because he stops Kyrie and he gets buckets for himself. He's a key for Golden State. As for a prediction, BP, yep. I, I don't want to get sucked into game four. I've got to think to myself, okay, this Golden State is still clearly a better team. Mm. I think they get it done in game five. I think Cleveland puts up a fight. It will be closer than the first two games. Of course, game one, Golden State won by 22, won by 19 in game two. But I think game five is going to be closer, but I think Golden State will just do enough. I can't see a repeat of last year happening. Of course, we'd love to see it go seven games. I don't think it's going to happen this year. All right. We'll wait and see. 11 a.m. Tuesday morning uh, for the neutral. Let's hope it uh, goes all the way to the death. But, uh, yeah, maybe the good judges like yourself, Luke, I think Golden State will quickly redeem themselves and and salute in what has been a fairly dominant series uh, for them. Uh, Mate, really appreciate it. We'll catch you and the team on the next uh, SC in America NBA podcast. Thank you, BP. Luke Sakari joining us. Uh, the Cavs are still alive. Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au.